What's up, Purpose Finders? Archie here with another episode of the Discovering Purpose podcast. And before I get into today's amazing guest, what I'm going to do is just say thank you to all the listeners that have gone about giving me feedback, uh, gone about liking and subscribing, leaving comments, leaving ratings, hitting me up personally and saying that they like the content. But for those of you who have not gone about liking, subscribing, things like that, come on, baby. Go about leaving a, go about leaving a like. Go about leaving a subscribe. Uh, honestly, what I would really, really love is if you could just go about giving me some feedback. That way I can go about improving the show, making the changes that you all want to hear, and bringing on the guests that you all want to hear. So if you can leave me that on Apple Podcasts, if you could do that on Spotify. I mean, personally, you could just hit me up on Instagram at whoalew. That's W-H-O-A-L-E-W. Honestly, hit me up. Hit me some, give me some feedback because this whole thing is to satisfy the viewers and to give you all things that you can go about utilizing on a daily basis. But with that being said, I want to hit on today's special guest. And today's guest is Miss Veronica Pamee. So Miss Veronica, all right, she is signed to One Models in New York. All right, she was the first Polynesian to ever open for Chromat during New York Fashion Week, as well as being the first plus-size Polynesian Sports Illustrated model. She's done a lot of cool stuff in the modeling scene, a lot of dope stuff in the fashion industry. And you go about hearing her story today about how she went about molding her life and to what it is today. Like It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. It was a lot of hard work that went into making her who she is today. So she is an awesome guest. Thank you so much for for being on the podcast. And personally, for me as a man, thank you for putting me on game and just giving me a woman's perspective. I I love hearing from strong, independent women who go about making their journey theirs and and owning it because my whole life has been inspired by strong women. And you know what? Personally, I, I love it. So really thank you. Appreciate you for being on the podcast. But with that being said, let's drop this intro music and get this thing rolling. So what's up, Purpose Finders? Archie Lewis here again, all right, with another episode of the Discovering Purpose podcast. And today we have a really special guest, all right? We have uh, Miss Veronica, all right? She's a philanthropist, uh, model, uh, somebody that's just in a bunch of things creative as well. She does, she does a bunch, she does a lot. So without <laughs> further ado, welcome, Veronica. Well, hi. <laughs> All right. So uh, with this podcast, the first question that I always ask to everyone who comes on is what does purpose mean to you? So that's the first thing that's what we're going to start off with. What does purpose mean to you? I feel like it's your interpretation of so like I feel like, you know, the obvious would be it's like some this big grand scheme thing It's ooh, you know, like you're driven life purpose. But then sometimes it could just be the simple fact that you woke up. Yeah. That we're here and we're um we're allowed to be, you know, fully expressive in this moment and whatever that is. So, yeah, I think that's what purpose is, whatever you want to define it. Okay. No, I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. So um, you're probably going to elaborate on this uh, later, the whole, the whole modeling scene. But what I, I want to know is what got you into modeling? Was it always like a, a passion? It was something you just stumbled upon? Like, how did you get in that realm? Um, I think that, you know, as a young, insecure, kind of, um, just lost little girl, I kind of was trying to figure out what my purpose was (laughs) and like what it, and what I was trying to do. And in that process, I was like, doing like the process of elimination, Mm -hmm. you know, what I'm good at, what my strengths are, what my weaknesses are, what I can like utilize, what, what naturally comes to me. And at the time I was just like really, um, going through like this self-love journey. And I was like, I was coming out of like not feeling confident and not loving myself to fully loving myself and fully being tapped into like 
you know, the things that I probably did not embrace before, like my height, yeah. like my size. Um, you know, I really didn't, I didn't really think highly of myself. I didn't think I was attractive. And then once I started like falling in love with myself and I was like, actually, you're not, you ain't that bad. And then it was like, well, <laughs> actually, you know, and then I was like, my brothers, I was like, dang, my brothers, they're like, they're like these handsome guys, these good looking guys. And I'm like the female version of them. So like, I can actually really do this. And then it kind of just slowly one thing led to another. And in that moment of me going through my own personal journey, um, I was very actively involved in the community. Um, and like, I kind of wanted to help kids that were like similar to what, I, you know, me and what I was going through and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I wanted to like create spaces for those type of kids to kind of come and really like tap in the same way that I was like the process that I was going through myself. I was like, okay, this is the blueprint. This yeah. is the blueprint for what other um, other kids might be going through as well. And um, I started getting involved in like charity fashion shows. I started like building for the community mm. and just kind of thinking it as a way, as like a fun way to bring people together and, and to give them like a job. Like yeah. if you're, if you're good in fashion or you want to do makeup, you want to do hair and you know, we're, like we're a bunch of kids, but it's like, yeah. you want something, the experience, I'm gonna give you the experience. This is a cool little event set up. It's kind of like trial and error type of deal. And um, yeah, like the rest is history for real, for real. Cause I started <laughs> that and it just kind of like started building and going into other places. Okay. So one thing, or there's a few things that I took from that. But the first thing I want to hit on is that whole aspect of confidence and you building that confidence within yourself. Because, okay. I mean, like, personally for me, like, I always find it interesting because I grew up in a house of, like, strong women, like, hearing how they go about, like, finding that confidence and, like, developing that type of stuff within them. So, like, how mm -hmm. did you go about developing that confidence? What moment kind of just sparked it? Or, or how did you go about, like, getting that confidence to go about just embracing it? I think that what I was doing was I was trying to really um, recondition my mind, re reset my mind. Yeah. All the things, you know, I spent so much time like really, really just hating myself that I definitely had to start with kind of reversing some of those thought patterns. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like, like, for example, like certain things that I did as like reminders and self checks. Um, I guess I like, I, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I always loved to decorate my room. I always loved to put up posters and to put up things that kind of reflect how I feel, what my thoughts were. Mm -hmm. And so I started like, I put up kind of, something kind of like a vision board on my room and it had like these pictures of like fashion people and like um, bodies that I wanted. Like I was like visualizing what kind of body I wanted to be, mm -hmm. to have and like what, that lifestyle looks like and how I'm taking care of myself and just super like just fashion Nista type of flair. And um, so I was doing that. Um, Any time that I felt myself like, I don't know, probably complaining about something that I didn't like about myself, I would think about all the things that I did like about myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, so when people think like, oh, where'd you get your confidence from? Da, 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 they don't understand that. Like it's a day in day out process. Um, you know, it's not like, oh, I just woke up and I felt good about myself. Like, hell no. Like I wake up, <laughs> you know, like I, I wake up every day and they, and there's like different things that I got to go through to yeah. kind of, um, you know, to really reset and really for me to be reflective. Um, and so that's how I feel like that's, that's what like the turning points for me is like when I started tapping in and try to, and I started monitoring the way that I was thinking and how I was feeling about myself and why I was feeling about feeling myself. I mean, feeling like that about myself, yeah. like why I was so quick to like write myself off. And it's like, wait, hold up. Like, like you're, you're actually really good. You're actually better off like than a lot. <laughs> and it's not, it's not as bad as you think. Cause in my mind, you know, we're our worst critic. So, you know, it's, 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 so it's like building your confidence. It's like, it's a lot of work, Like to really love yourself. It's like so much work. It's yeah. that whole concept is fairly new. Yeah. It just got 
this within our generation because yeah. we're the first ones to actually challenge our parents and be like, wait, hold up, yeah. my feelings matter. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I understand like the old school way, but hold up, like this is not healthy. Yeah. Um. So I feel like those are like little things that that's what that's those were the turning points for yeah. me. And that moment in my life is like I really need to I needed to figure out and really focus on what I did like about myself and what were like the what were like my strong suits, what were my strengths where obviously I'm not gonna be perfect. Obviously I'm gonna be very flawed and everybody is, but I also got some like cool dope shit about me too yeah. that like you know, that, that someone might accept and might love about me. Yeah. So <laughs> no, like, so I think that's really dope. And to start off, I think the fact of you hitting on, like you being cognizant of the thoughts that you had about yourself playing yeah. a huge role and you figuring that out, because like you said, we're our own worst critic. And that's, yeah. that doesn't matter in like what we do at all, whether it's like in the modeling realm, whether it's like giving a speech, whether it's playing a sport, like we're always going to be the first person to talk bad about ourselves. And Facts. by being cognizant of those thoughts, we can go about reframing them and getting ourselves in a spot to where we can actually like challenge and actually put real facts behind the reasons why those thoughts are false, et cetera, and get back yeah. on our day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like, that's actually really, really freaking dope. I like that. <laughs> Holy crap. So, okay. So you talked about like that whole aspect, like self-awareness within yourself. Do you like journal at all? I'm just curious. Like, this is just a spitball question. Like, do you journal? Because it sounds like you journal. I do. Okay. <laughs> journal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, because I journal myself. So, like, okay. for, for me, like, developing self-awareness to figure out where I am, like, it's, it's a morning part of my routine. Like, if I don't journal, like, a few days a week, if I miss out on days, like, I feel off. Like, everything just doesn't feel right. So, like, I can kind of hear that it sounds like you like journal back and forth. So like when you're going about doing that process of journaling, like what's that, what's that like? Are you just like free flowing it? Or are you just like doing affirmations for the morning? Like what's that process like? Um, so my journaling is a mixture of, it could just be me writing like my, my thoughts for the day, a to-do list, um, reminders, um, so I feel like I've always had a diary since I was younger. Yeah. I like, you know, um, and I, you know, those little things that like we do, the habits that we picked up as a child, you don't really realize how much they play a huge part in like your development and who you, and you're becoming until later on in life. And so I'm hella thankful that I, I had, I was always that like girl. Cause at the time everyone thinks like, there's this word in Tongan. I'm Tongan, by the way, for everyone watching. I'm from the South Pacific. And there's a, there's a word that we say is called Lafisi. Like, like it, um, I kind of feel like it'd be the same, like your, your head is in the clouds. Like, get your head in the clouds or stop, yeah. like, imagining things. And um, for me, journaling was, like, something that kids weren't doing. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. And I was doing it in my, my family. So like for me i feel like this habit that i just naturally picked up later on i realized that like um when i started to learn how to manifest mm -hmm. that's when i started being more strategic in what i was writing but before i was just free-flowing just writing how i feel i would always write when i was sad mm -hmm. that was one thing when i was younger i'd always write when i was sad and i i have like this suicidal journal that like my last page in there, I was like, I vowed to never open that journal again because yeah. I was closing it with all like the bad memories yeah. and, you know, so I was like dramatic like that. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so like now my process is, it's a combination of both. It depends. Like if I'm really trying to like manifest some real shit, like I'm probably on there daily yeah. talking about everything I'm great before, like <laughs> I'm writing the same stuff like <laughs> but like as far as like every day i i write my thoughts down every yeah. day like i need to see it on paper and i like to i like the habit of writing mm -hmm. i don't because but like i'll write and i'll type yeah but it, it's just like a process to build yeah. up to it really like get everything out on paper i want to see it i want to see how decorative and how creative um i like to go back and read like stuff 
um, I think I was like manifesting one of like my really big accomplishments. And, um, and at the time, like someone had me read it back to them. And I had never done that before. I had never, I never heard my thoughts out loud. I never read it to someone and I broke down. It broke me. It was a very emotional, therapeutic process, but I was like, damn, it was so intense that I was like, I can't believe that that's me. Like, I can't believe it sounds like me, you know? (laughs) No, journaling's powerful, man. And like something that I was always taught or something I got taught while I played college football was that writing crystallizes your thinking. Like it allows everything to become concrete and like mm. you said there's there's nothing more powerful like how you said like writing something down like mm-hmm. a, a goal or like you're envisioning something or you're trying to bring it to life and then a few years later you look back and you're like oh shit like yo i did this like this yeah. thing i've done like yo this is crazy so like <laughs> that's, that's like my favorite like it's the best feeling in the world like to not chase a goal but to chase that feeling yeah of knowing that you can do something and it all like really starts like the power with like yourself and just yeah. your self-belief and that you can see your like thought on paper become like a real fucking thing yeah. like it's the best feeling ever no it's wild <laughs> no it's wild okay 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 because i'll get distracted and go on a tangent about this because I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm treating this like a conversation but i know that i should like shorten my answers so no 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 you're good like you keep it rolling <laughs> let it fly let it fly i just i got really into it because when you started talking i was like it sounds like she journals and i was like that sounds like stuff that I, I was like yeah <laughs> that's a check but um like you said something early early when you're talking about initially starting this journey and it was to bring like collaborators whether that was um like people in the clothing industry makeup industry uh fashion etc like how what what made you want to go about like bringing these types of people together um because like at that time of my life like i was getting into a lot of trouble and i was doing a lot of dumb shit as do most people i'm are you know we're exploring and we're trying to figure ourselves out and so while you know you got those kids who either who do sports and they get a full ride out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <just> <laughs> so you have those kids and then you got the other kids who like maybe, you know, aren't the best kids and are definitely trying to, you know, make their parents happy, but they keep hitting, you know, trying to cut corners and hitting dead ends like that so I was definitely one of those like troubled teenagers and um but I knew that like I've always knew of my potential I was always aware of it but I was just getting distracted as on like on the surface bullshit world that we live in and um so I wanted to kind of like tap into those spaces like yo because I was doing a lot of other things, but I was just doing it in the streets. So it's like, you know, if I take this and really apply it elsewhere, um, it could really be something. And um, at the time, <laughs> I like, I really, like, really, really got in trouble. Like, my parents had to send me away to Texas as, yeah. like, punishment. And um, so I was just like, you know, a lot of kids don't have an opportunity like me to kind of come back and to really get it together and and, you know they're they um that was also like one of the things i was telling myself like i am fortunate enough that i can go through something like this and be still be able to be strong enough to stand um and once i tapped into that i was like i need to figure out a way to kind of bridge this okay and to help people who are like myself trying to figure these things out and find these answers and I felt like um, some of those things are, you know, it's like, um, I feel like just a lot of kids don't know that you can actually really do what you love and you can make a living out of it. And there's there's titles, there's jobs, career fields, but you people aren't breaking it down to you, yeah. you know, and especially in art, especially in the arts. So like, so go ahead. I think that's big that you say that because I feel like nowadays, like what's, 
what's publicized and what's highlighted on social media i feel like that's between that and like new tiktoks or whatever like everybody's trying to be the next person that's going crazy on youtube and doing something stupid just to get like fame and all that type of stuff so like i feel like it <laughs> i feel like today it's just it's in the light so much to where like that's it's glorified so that's all kids sometimes think they can do in a sense yeah well i mean also let's not forget that once upon a time you know like being an influencer or like working, like doing YouTube videos wasn't celebrated, wasn't cool. So the yeah. fact that um, the, the new generation of kids are, are tapping into that, yeah. like, you know, like back then, I think when, like when I was doing MySpace, I think that was like my first kind of social media thing I joined, yeah. um, you know, who would have thought that yeah. if you would have built up your fall, like for me personally, because I was into like coding, um, I used to hack into like the systems at school and shit. Like, <laughs> I totally got in trouble. Yeah, I'm the only one who didn't caught, but I definitely like my sister, my day one <laughs> ace. She not only she got she got expelled, she wasn't yeah. allowed to walk. Like it was like a full on ordeal. Yeah. But I'm saying like the way that kids are in these days, how they're able to you know, really make a living off of being like an influencer. Mm. And like, that's like, you know, that's the whole idea of working smarter, not harder. Yeah, it's less sure. to make like dumb amount of money. Yeah. Show your personality and just to be yourself. So I feel like that's kind of, I'm like, I wanted to get into that, like helping young people tap into that and also realize that, you know, you, you can do what you want. You, yeah. you know, you don't have to like, like, work these jobs that you hate that you dread going that yeah. there's no value you know it's just like <laughs> super draining um and we had to like reimagine the way that we look at work yeah. you know how do we redefine these things and like and how do we like really use our gifts our natural yeah. talents that we, we they're god-given um i had to learn for myself what that looks like and i'm still learning yeah um but at least in this process i can hopefully help like other people figure that out for themselves as well no that's awesome so like basically you're, you're hitting on the fact that you creating this platform was a way for you to show other people that you could find multiple avenues to do what you love you don't have to go about doing a simple nine to five and then even bring that into like today's realm of like social media youtube etc like you could find a way to make it yours so you're not working that desk job Absolutely. You could definitely create the life that you always imagine like yourself living. I think before our parents, that wasn't like a, a reality for them. Yeah. But for us, like it definitely is. Like, I'm definitely not doing what my parents did. I'm not like, uh, yeah. you know, and I'm excited about that too. I'm excited the fact that I don't have to do much. No, I think it's, I think it's important for like youth or like, I mean, I'm young myself. I don't know I'm acting like I'm old, but like, <laughs> I think it's important for people to know the fact that there's more than one way to skin a cat, like how you said, because oh, for sure. especially like with this whole thing of like college and I love college, man, but sometimes I think twice about it because in my head, it's like, that's a lot of money to put in for you to be starting out of entry level job that may not be doing you a lot of justice you know so like right, right, right. <laughs> it's like thinking through multiple avenues of getting where you want to get to because like, like you're saying like people are learning so much more now from doing things like youtube but like influenced where like they can learn how to code and do all that by the time they're like 15 years old and could be okay. running their own business oh yeah for sure absolutely like this the new generation they're like they're geniuses they're freaking rock stars like I'm so proud because I feel like growing up, we had so many naysayers and so many spectators talking shit about how, like, how lost we are, but it, it ended up working in our favor. Like, yeah. you know, we we're lost because we're trying to like break out of the fucking matrix. Yeah. Like we know it's not, <laughs> this is not what life is supposed to be, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you for sure, for sure. So this next question is something that i just want to ask you because i did like a little bit of research all right so i read in the interview all right that basically you said you felt like an underdog and it was crucial for you to highlight like your your inner beauty qualities 
And what I wanted to ask was like, what qualities did you feel like you needed to highlight and or bring out? Um, okay. So people see me as this face, you know, like this, this model and they see me in this limelight, but I feel like, um, before I was this person today, I definitely was not confident and I was not, um, solely dependent on my looks to get the, to, you know, to get the guy to like me or whatever. Um, so for me, I was like always working backwards. No, I was like, I always said as a joke, like, okay, well, I might not pull the guy with my looks, but if I talk to him, he'll like me for my personality. Like that was kind of like whole my my little thing in my head. Yeah. And um, and I feel like when I hit, you know, this kind of new uh, level of confidence in my life, like how I was feeling inside started to reflect how I was feeling outside. Um. So when I say that I am an underdog, I mean, like, I'm from both sides. Yeah. I come from both sides of feeling like, you know, the girl who, who was overlooked and the girls that no, none of the guys wanted because I was always, like, the big, tall girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I became, you know, I became the person that, th- that is desirable. Yeah. And that, um, I'm actually celebrated for my size. Yeah. For my so that's how I would would kind of say like that's what I mean by my strengths. Like I really did have to solely rely on things that you you couldn't see at face value. You mm-hmm. know, you had to survive. Um, you had to talk to me. You really had to see me from my heart. I've always been a very soft uh, spoken person. I think even growing up, like people were intimidated by my size, but then when I talk to them and like how I am, they're like, damn, this girl's like a little big tender, um, you know? So, like, but my little, you know, like, cause everyone would always mistake me, you know, I'd always get like teased when I was younger. I was get like Jolly Green Giant and um, like they would call me Devo. Like I, I would get all the names. That's messed so up. So people would naturally think that like I was just like this freaking big bully. Yeah. But you know, once they got to know me, they're like, Oh, this girl's actually pretty cool. Like Yeah. So that's that's how I kind of feel like, you know, by relying on my strengths, like my inner like qualities to kind of bloom. People people who are coming into my life now, they're just seeing this, so they don't really know my background. And then the people who were in my life at that time, they're able to kind of see like this whole Yeah you know, blossom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Huh. So, like, what advice would you give to, like, women who may be in that spot to where they don't want to embrace, like, those inner qualities because they're chasing something, like, at face value? Like, what advice would you yeah. give to them? Um, My advice would be to, like, do the work. Do the work that's necessary to really like love yourself fully and unconditionally, mm-hmm. and yeah. that means to like keep it all the way a buck with yourself. You know, um, you'll be able to tell. Like in in this type of situation, you can't fake it till you make it. You gotta really feel. Yeah. Uh, you really, you know, you really gotta feel yourself, and you really gotta celebrate yourself. You you really have to like change your whole way of thinking, like, and. Um, I feel like a lot of girls like they see they see me and they and they want these things and mm. like like that question that you asked me like where you get your confidence from and they don't understand like this is real work this is like real freaking tears real real days where I really hated myself yeah. uh, real days where I'm challenging myself to do things for my my body that I wouldn't normally do um, you know if if I if I don't like something about myself then. It is within my every fucking power to do something to change it. Yeah. And if I'm not willing to change it, then I can't complain about it. Yo. You know? Because, like. <laughs> no, that's know? big. Yo, that's. Okay. I I love that you just said that because I feel like a lot of people go about complaining, but they'll never put in the actual necessary work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I will probably get in trouble because I. You know, I'm saying this, but I speak as a whole because yeah. from one big girl to the next, you know, in the plus size community, 
is a whole bunch of like people who complain about like this whole weight thing and being size inclusive and you know with with men and you know how they are but i i feel i also feel like um at the end of the day happiness starts in the gut like and what you feed your body is proven fact that has a a you know, it has power over the way that you feel about yourself and mm-hmm. your mood. So like that conversation needs to be really um, approached in the right way with my community. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's the biggest thing. Our insecurity comes from like how we feel in our bodies. Yeah. Obviously it's not our fault. It's something that society definitely planted and has used to their benefit um, in like freaking consumers and bullshit. Um, but like I said, like this is real work. Yeah. It's real work. It's a it's reversing decades, you know, of psychological damage. Um, there's a science to this, mm-hmm. and that's okay. You don't have to understand all that, but you know, that's kind of like the place that I'm working from and that I'm operating, that I'm speaking out of from firsthand experience. Like I'm not uh, a skinny girl turned big, you know, I was a big girl my whole life, and those are like you know it's like um what's it called like self-objectification you know and that's (laughs) such a huge thing right now that's that's a whole another national freaking epidemic that's happening um especially amongst women you know especially Mm -hmm. amongst women so like me being able first of all thank god that he blessed me with this brain yeah and like way of like you know, processing everything because the way that my mind takes in information, uh, it definitely has me. I'm able to kind of see things, you know, from different levels, and yeah. um, and I'm also able to realize my responsibility in that. You yeah. know, because once once if I know better, then I need to do better. And obviously, um, I'm also tapped in with my ancestors, um, and so it's like this is what you're supposed to do, (laughs) you know, you're supposed to, um, shed some light where darkness is. So if I can be a light, then that's my purpose. (laughs) I respect that. You might as well just end the show right now. I'll call it a day, man. Jesus. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, all right. I want to hit on this part because I think this is super cool. There's a few things I want to hit on that are super cool, but this one I thought was really, really dope. All right, the fact that you were one of the first like Polynesian women to be on Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. All right, I wanted to know what was that process like? What hurdles did you face on your way to get there? Because I know it probably wasn't like an easy road just getting there. So like, what, what was that process like? What ups did you face? What downs did you face? Give us some insight. Um, okay, so that process, um, I went out on a whim. Um, that's one thing, you know, I, I know that people see like, oh, she got Sports Illustrated. Yeah. But like I said, like the real, like the real work is in like that self-belief that you can do something. Yeah. Because um, I remember the day before I was even going to go to Miami, it's like a tryout type of deal. This mm-hmm. is the first time um, this is actually maybe the third year that Sports Illustrated has ever opened up their tryouts to everyone. You don't have to be a professional model. Um, it's a free-for-all. It's anyone's game. So um, I kind of was like, you know what? It's This is the third year. Just two years ago was the first plus-size model to ever be featured in Sports Illustrated. So I was like, why not give it a shot? Um, um, I was already like one of the few uh, Pacific Islanders in the modeling game. So yeah. I kind of knew like I, my chances are high. Yeah. Like even when I decided I was going to model, I was going to be a model. I already knew that like, ain't nobody doing it. I'm going to catch a lot of flack, but nobody's literally doing it. I would literally be the first. Yeah. So, so <laughs> to walk you that, through that process, like I always kind of, kind of knew that that was like my advantage coming into the modeling game already. Um, So when they made the announcements that they were going to do tryouts, um, I was working, I was at work at the time. And um, in my mind, I was like, 
okay, I don't have the money to go to Miami right now. Um, I need the hours. I was working as a, I forgot, I was working at a coffee shop. I was bartending, I was babysitting. I was working like three different jobs on top of modeling. And uh, I was, I just kept thinking like, I don't have the money. Like I need these hours, I need to stay. And what if I go over there and I fucking just completely like embarrass myself because I had already posted it on Instagram that this was something I wanted to do, which is already like, that's like the first reason why a lot of people don't like to do stuff is because when you make it public to everyone, it's like, damn, you low-key gotta do it because if you don't, you're gonna look stupid. Yeah. So I was in that thought process and I was like, man, if I'm gonna go over there, I'm gonna look stupid, da 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 I'm just running down the list. Yeah. And then for a split second, I was like, but what if I do go? Yeah. And what if I do make it? <laughs> and then what if I do fuck around and come become the first Tonga and Paul Nature Sports Illustrated model? Like I was going through that. Yeah. And I was so freaking excited. I had like an overwhelming feeling, a burst of energy. Um, I remember how I felt. I remember, I, I, to this day, I remember how I felt in that moment because that was a defining moment where like, I need to listen to my impulses more. Yeah. When I know I want to do something, I need to do it because it's a guaranteed fact I'm about to do that shit. Yeah. And so that is probably like my biggest takeaway for, for that experience. There's so many other different things that I'm going to later on in life write a book on. Um, but like just before, just like that feeling, that reassuring feeling, that sign that we kind of always pray for, we ask for, for God, like those impulsive decisions where it's like, man, should I do it? I know it's really, really crazy. But then it's like the split second is like, what if, what if you do like that, that outweighed the doubts that, that became so much more stronger than the doubts. Cause I was like, fuck all that shit. Like. I'm not even thinking about how to go in. I'm going to do it. And I feel like like that experience, uh, obviously so many still big things that I'm like learning from that yeah. um, experience in my life. But yeah, that would be, be like the one thing I say for people in the process of like wanting to do something that they really, really want to do, but they're scared and they don't know. And it's like all these like, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, yeah. what is, whatever. But nine times out of 10, you should definitely like trust your instincts, follow your heart. Like, don't be afraid of that like voice or of that feeling. Cause usually that's like, you know, yeah. those are like signs. I, or I take it, you know, I, I believe the signs. Yeah. No, I, I believe you on that one. And I think it's something that's really funny because the, the, the few guests that I've had on here so far, they've all had that moment to where they had to decide whether to either bet on themselves or just, just keep it status quo and their lives would have been so much different if they wouldn't have taken that time out to truly bet on themselves and be like you know what screw it I don't care if I I do good if I fail doesn't matter like at least I can't make that excuse that I didn't try it yeah yeah and I feel like that's so like it's so important now because I feel like we just live in a society now where people just don't want to take chances because nobody wants to look bad in front of anybody everybody wants to be like that that cool person and it's like, screw being cool. Like, being cool wasn't cool, like, years ago, man. Just do it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. dude, just take that risk because you never know. But you know what? Like, even in you saying that, like, that makes me, that makes me, like, people like us, so much more easier for us to take those chances. Yeah. Because nobody is doing it. Yeah. So your chances are high. Yeah. As long as you stay in it with anything. And that and, and that's like uh you know that's the catch. Yeah. That's the catch everybody don't know. It's like as long as you stay in something, yeah, you're gonna get it. Like <laughs> you know that you only fail when you stop doing something. Man. But if you like if you are in there you're putting in the work, you're grinding it out, you're thugging it out, you're not afraid to take those L's, you're not afraid to like fail, and you wanna uh, get in the habit of just really bettering yourself and like yeah. wanting to develop your skill. Um, ain't no way God's gonna deny you of that freaking yeah. blessing. <laughs> you know, God's only working as hard as you are, so yeah. I really feel like 
you know, you're putting in the work, you're putting in the time, and it's all about, like, self-evolution, right? It's all about just being the best possible version of yourself. You can't be denied yeah. anything that you want. If it's genuine, if you're in alignment, if you're, if you're like, you're vibrating at that frequency, yeah. like, I truly believe that you really can have and do whatever it is that you want. But people speaking, their people are lazy. Like, people don't, you know, people sleeping on themselves. People don't even know that they don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, in this weird time, in this weird era where, like, our technology is so freaking advanced, it's like the freaking mental, <laughs> you know, it's like the other things that we don't exercise enough or that we're not really utilizing. I think we heavily depended so much on technology to yeah. do the work for us. Um, you know, that we can't even think for ourselves. People don't even know how to think for themselves, you know? Um, I agree. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so on this path, all right, like when you, when you got it and everything was good, I'm pretty sure like you were super like ecstatic, you were stoked. But at that point when you were making that decision, and I don't know if you have this because I have these people in my life that go about like telling me like when I don't feel like doing it or when I think about quitting, they're like, get off your ass, like you need to go. I just want to see, did you have anybody in your life that was that person that told you, all right, like it's, it's time to go or was it all just internal within you? Um, I definitely would say it's internal. Um, you know, like my parents definitely play a bigger factor in yeah. my life now because I see that a lot of like the things that I was doing and, you know, I really just was super, I was just super lost out here. And yeah. now my priorities is definitely um, to make my parents proud. Um, is definitely to just make my family proud for them to like, for me to see them not struggle for me to create um, generational wealth, yeah. uh, opportunities, um, shift the way that we think about work yeah. and what that looks like. Um, and so me just wanting to change the way of thinking in the generation, generational mentality before me. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, for sure, if I didn't challenge my parents the way that I did, even with my career choices, um, I wouldn't be the first song in Sports Illustrated model year. I wouldn't yeah. be inspired um, young girls who look like me to dream like this. If I had listened to, you know, yeah. if I did what they wanted me to do. Um, so that's how I, kind of, I, I do feel like it, it was, it's, it is internal. I have people along the way who definitely helped me, but it was always self motivated. Like, and I can respect that. You know? Mm -hmm. that's actually really dope okay so all right we hit on the whole thing of modeling all right and i think that's super cool but what i think is even cooler all right is the fact that you give back so much all right you, you have like a you have a big heart like you're, you're big like in the philanthropy game and i think that's i think that's way bigger than personally because i think helping others is just awesome so yeah. <laughs> like how or what inspired you to actually go about like traveling, so I know you traveled to like other countries to go about like giving back, talking, et cetera. Like what sparked that? Like what was that process like? Give us some insight on that one. Well, I mean, like just similar to what I said, like I definitely was an at-risk teenager and I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. So I feel like talking to other kids and being able to share my experiences helps them to really identify within mm -hmm. me. Be like, yo, this girl is not like a picture perfect cookie cutter girl next door she actually did some shit got into some shit a lot of shit and now she's like you know now she's kind of like on this like road to self-discovery yeah. and she's having fun and like she's still doing what we're doing but like obviously you know she's also doing things that are going to impact more than just her yeah and um that's kind of like what my approach was and um I think that when I speak, a lot of people can like hear themselves in me. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, I also come from like that background where it's like, I wasn't like, I wasn't educated. Like I went to college and then I dropped out and then I went back and, yeah. um, you know, so I remember <clears throat> I, I also like, I felt inadequate. Like I didn't feel like I was smart. Yeah. Um, and I had to even go back and relearn that like my learning strategies is not going to be the same as the next person. For sure. And, um, you know, I might not like, I'm not able to retain information like this person, but the way that I process and receive it is different as well. So, you know, even when I went back to school, I kind of had to reprogram my mind to like not go to school to prove to them that I'm smart, but just going to school knowing that I'm already smart and I just want to learn. It's not because you guys are giving me this curriculum and I have to like reach this to show you guys and, and then to be stamped like, oh yeah, you got this. I'm like, no. Um, I am a lover of life and I like, I love to be around people and I want to learn different ways of thinking and how different things came to be. And then I want to be able to kind of critically think for myself and come mm -hmm. up with what I think the world is. And I want to be able to articulate it in my own way, you know? So after I reprogrammed myself and went about it in that way, I also came back, was like, okay, I can still talk my shit. <laughs> like, you know, be, yeah. You know, still talk the slang and stuff, but also like if I need to break it down, because a lot of times I think, uh, you know, a lot of kids, we just don't know how to communicate our feelings. We don't know how to express ourselves. We don't know how to put it into words. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you see people reacting that way when they're violent. It's because it's a lack of communications. They don't know how to use their words. Um, and so it's something I really still struggle with today. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all like my freaking like, my friendships and all like my personal relationships, like yeah. I, I'm still learning to do that, but I, I am able to obviously acknowledge that um, it's important. Like that's yeah. how people, that's how young people kind of see themselves. And if they don't see themselves feeling represented, they feel invisible. So if I can offer that like voice of reason and actually just show like, yo, I'm not perfect, but and I'm not trying to be. <laughs> You know, that's like a big thing because I feel like the people just put this whole thing on my forehead like, oh, she's this and she's that. So she must have it all together. And, and it's like, no, that's not what it is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's kind of like how I feel about that. Okay. And out of all the people that you've worked with or, or children, youth, et cetera, that you've worked with so far, do you have like one kid or one moment where you were like, oh man, like that was really cool. Like where somebody walked up, approached you or maybe wrote you a letter or just, just gave you like a thank you for just helping them out. Um, I did. Um, it's always with the kids back home in Thong Okay. Like, um, because hearing their stories of, of feeling like they they are seen in the world because of me. Yeah. Um, I would have never, like, even though there are things that we want to do and that we kind of like imagine our lives, you know, and like, and what, what, what that like feels like not like being fulfilled. Yeah. But like that literally is the best feeling when someone can tell you that um, you helped them change the way that they looked at themselves or the way that they saw themselves um that you help them kind of love themselves like you know like uh transformative you know That's change awesome. um so like when i go back home and kids come and share their experiences with me in that way um it really like it's the best feeling and uh last year Last year I had um, some girls do that because I think that at the time, you know, a lot of the schools here in the U.S. were getting shot up, yeah. like, you know, by just like randomly. And then also like the kids were like school bullying. So culturally, you know, we grow up with bullying being decorated as tough love, like, you know, so we don't we never experienced with bullying, you know, we never experienced in that way. We kind of just like, oh, that's just like everyone just clowning you. So you got to yeah. build tough skin, especially in my family because they're ruthless. <laughs> and, but in, in the islands, it's like really, really bad. Like if you come from the U.S. and you go and you enroll in school there, like they already treat you different. If you speak English, they treat you different. And if you, it, you know, it, it's kind of like, um, uh, 
the opposite. They're getting teased for being mixed. Yeah. You know, instead of full. Like, it's just these different things. And at the time, these girls were getting bullied. They were getting bullied for it. And they came in, they spoke to me about it because um, I guess I was talking and some girls in the crowd were like kind of whispering, you know, just being like very silly. And the girls were kind of standing up for me, like, be quiet. She's trying to tell her story. And they bullied the the girls, those girls. And they told me, it just touched my heart. I was just like, wow, like, you know, um, as someone who I was bullied, you know, growing up, and now the ones who are getting bullied are standing up for the bullies. You know, like there, there was like this full circle moment where I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm really supposed to be doing this. Like I'm really That's in awesome. the right, right time type of deal. So That's yeah. Dope. I think it's really cool that you give back and you do a lot of philanthropy stuff, especially going back to like Tonga and I don't know where else you go as far as like other countries, but I think that's that's really dope. And along with you doing that type of philanthropy work, uh, I know you do, I believe it's called the Healing Project. Yes. So like, yeah. what what is the Healing Project? Like, what's that about? I know it like deals on the whole, it's like a philanthropic thing we're giving back as well, but like, give me some more yeah. on that. Yeah. So I feel like the modeling part of me is like what I do like selfishly for myself yeah. and what, how I express myself. Yeah. I feel like the philanthropies part of me is like what I do for my soul. Yeah. That's what makes me fulfilled as yeah. a person and like that I can do every day, day in, day out. As long as I'm centered in that, like everything else can work around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like um, the healing project, like a lot of the other different projects that led me up to where I am now was just something that I felt like was necessary at the time. Um, we had just, went into lockdown um and i was in new york at the time it was the epicenter for COVID 19 and i knew that everyone was feeling like me like we didn't know what was happening um how to process this new normal you know a lot of people were stuck in the house they didn't know what to do with themselves thankfully i'm an introvert so i do good in those type of spaces it was nothing like it didn't phase me and i yeah i didn't mind it at all i know very lucky i didn't mind it but for a lot of people it was like you know they had to really sit with themselves and really figure like damn who the fuck am i <laughs> what the fuck do i like to do who the, who the fuck am i outside of my job yeah I, you know like you we don't really have um a really like solid answer to that and i felt like you know i want to i just kind of wanted to help people figure out a way how to heal themselves. And then when we come back out into the world, they can implement these habits and, you know, these little hacks or these tricks to kind of pimp the system and yeah. really pay attention to how they feel and not be so busy living this fast life. Yeah. You know? um, so that was the purpose of the healing project. We did it for 12 weeks, which I'm really, really proud of. Um, and every week we focused on a different topic. We had a different theme. It was like self-care. It was like dance. Um, and it was just being able to take these like really basic concepts and tie them how tie them into your everyday lives and yeah. why it's so instrumental to just have this time for yourself, you know, to write down your thoughts, your goals. Um, you have all the time in the world right now to focus on yourself and do what you want to do and you don't even know what that is yeah so you know let's get to that. <laughs> that that was the purpose of the healing project okay sure. and then mm-hmm. was there was there one specific week that stood out to you the most out of out of the whole thing actually there was this was probably like i think our third or fourth week in um, it was two things, actually. It was the first time that our event had got hacked. Really? Yes. And there was this racist prick. It was scary. He hacked into our Zoom event like three times. It was a password only. Yeah. At the deal. And he was kind of just saying like a lot of like just racist remarks. Yeah. Um, and so that, that kind of like set the tone of the event. And uh, one of the girls, she was like a co-host. So the theme of the event was uh, 
we were painting, but we were going to color our feelings yeah. or like draw the way that we feel yeah. about, you know? And, um, you know, that happened at the beginning of the event and then she was able to kind of bring back the focus and um, it was powerful. Like a lot of girls where it came in on that session and they walked away feeling like, wow, like I, like they need to challenge themselves. They really felt like um, a weight was lifted um, because you never really think about that, about like coloring the way that you feel. Yeah. Or, you know? um, and the, like the sessions that we did, actually like created the space for people to be really vulnerable um so it has to be a safe space where yeah. like you know free of judgment um and and ultimately like that's what i'm trying to do like yeah. i just want to create space provide space for people to feel the way that they feel and not yeah. feel bad feeling that way you know and then after that is like provide a solution mm-hmm. what what can we do together? How can we heal from this? How can how can we address it and like kind of move forward? That's kind of like the work that I just want to be a part of, you mm. know, whatever that looks like. If that means talking to kids or like my modeling photos, whatever it yeah. is, I just want to be able to do that. Yeah, that's actually really dope. So the whole aspect of making that safe space where people can be vulnerable and along with that, giving them actual answers, things they get utilized and take from that and using their daily lives. Yes. Huh. Yes, yes. Okay, dope, dope. Okay, well, cool beans, man. This is actually really dope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so we've hit the last question of the day. All right. Okay. And the last question isn't really a question that I'm asking to you. It's a question that you get to ask to me. It's the interviewee okay. ask the interviewer. Uh, it could be anything, it could be wacky, it could be serious. Don't really care, but I'll answer it to the best of my ability. So it is on you to ask the question now. Okay. Um, okay. So my question is, um, is what do you think your purpose is? Oh man. Okay. So, um, at this point, uh, I believe that my purpose is just being a servant to others um within like any field um i kind of alluded to this like when i was talking to my sister in here but uh, i want to be able to give back to student athletes just because i know what that process is like uh i kind of hit on this in my introductory but like i hit a really dark point to where i took way more pain killers than i probably should have at one spot and it almost landed me in like really hot water and not a lot of people know that but it's just the fact of like I I know what it's like to be in that dark spot and I want to be able to help um, student athletes holistically I want to be able to help people holistically not just give them like a a band-aid solution but give them real answers that they can utilize for the real world so that's mine yep okay (laughs) that's a that's a great answer because like I I do come from a family of um, athletes uh student athletes so that's hard that's hard when your whole identity is in the sport and it's like nah nah dog there's more to me than that so (laughs) no for sure for sure okay well anyways all right to wrap this thing up veronica i really just want to say thank you for your time I'm gonna say this to every single guest, so I don't care if people get upset. Time is the only thing that we don't get back, all right? So for you to be able to take the time out and to be able to speak with me and to speak with the listeners and the viewers, I really appreciate that. I appreciate your insight. I appreciate the fact that you kept it real the whole time, because it's not a whole lot of that in this world. So I really appreciate the fact that you kept it real and that you were actually able to give just a a bunch of insight to some some cool stuff, you know? So yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. I think that what you're doing is dope. So anyway, I can be of service to you to help you grow it or, you know, just shed light. Definitely, definitely will do that. So thank you again, Veronica, for being on today's episode. As I stated earlier, you're somebody who really kept it real. And in this world today, that's really hard to find. You're an individual who went about really doing the work and putting in whatever was required in order for you to get to where you got to 
And I believe that listeners as well as myself learn a lot about how we can utilize that and implement that within our own lives. So with that being said, thank you again. And for the purpose finders out there, hey, don't let a day go by. All right. Put in every single effort that you need to to attain your purpose and get to where you need to get to. All right. Peace out, y'all. Nothing but love.